This is Fiat Fox, a Berkeley News podcast. I'm Ann Bryce. In the last episode, playwright and UC Berkeley professor Philip Kongotanda shared what it was like growing up in Stockton, California, as a Japanese American after World War II. I had all this basically internalized racism, self-hate, you know, which is not uncommon at that time if you weren't white, in particular if you were Asian. You didn't want to be Asian. You didn't like being Asian. You didn't hang with Asians because it was uncool in my generation. Today, in the second part of a three-part series, Gotanda discusses how he began to write music during the emerging Asian-American movement, which began at Berkeley in the late 1960s, and how, after his music career didn't take off as he'd hoped, he went to law school, where he wrote his first play. Now, he is one of the most prolific playwrights of Asian-American-themed work in the United States. In middle school, 13-year-old Philip Gotanda started a band. But instead of doing cover songs like most teenage bands were doing at the time, Gotanda wrote all of his own music. And that was kind of uh, how my, my own personal aesthetic has evolved where I take an interest in something and I actually may not know how it works yet, but I'll kind of dive into it and on the way figure out how to make it work. You know, early on, I wanted to write up about being Asian American. Again, it was dovetailing with all the, move, the movement stuff that was happening in the world. The Asian American movement had a cultural component. So I began writing songs about being Asian American and uh, was trying to make a career out of it. Here he is singing Ballad of the Issei with David Henry Huang on violin. Issei is a term for a first generation Japanese immigrant. And it's when the wind it bends the willow But I dream that I can move a star As I finger-pick my way to freedom Yes, I do On the ghost of Mr. Yamaha's guitar In 1968, two Berkeley PhD students, Yuji Ichioka and Emma G, needed a name for their organization aimed at increasing the visibility of activists of Asian descent alongside the growing political activism of the time. Protests opposing the Vietnam War and supporting farm workers and the free speech and civil rights movements. After holding a meeting with a small group of students on campus, they founded the Asian American Political Alliance. They came up with the term Asian American to bring together groups of people of Asian descent who had previously been separate. Before the adoption of the term Asian American, people of Asian ancestry were often called Oriental, which held racist and colonialist connotations. And from this alliance grew the worldwide Asian American movement. Here is musician Joanne Nobuko Miyamoto talking about the movement on the PBS series Asian Americans Episode 4, Generation Uprising. It was like a genie coming out of a bottle. You couldn't put us back in. You can't just have a leaflet. You can't just have a demonstration. The art gives flesh and blood to the politics. 
People were drawing. People were making posters. People were making films. Gotanda continued to perform his own music in San Francisco and Los Angeles. But after a few years, his music career wasn't as successful as he'd hoped. So he decided to go to law school. During law school at Hastings College, Gotanda wrote his first play, a musical called The Avocado Kid, based on a classic Japanese children's tale. After he graduated and was studying for the bar exam, a small theater in L.A., East-West Players, the nation's first professional Asian-American theater company, said it wanted to stage his play. So I thought, I got my degree, I fulfilled my familial obligation, so I just headed to L.A. and uh, played in the band, watched the musical unfold, and I knew nothing about theater. Nothing. And so I just watched it. And then wrote another one with less music. Wrote another one with less music. Until finally I wrote a short plays. And so I was writing both songs, music, as well as theater. And the idea for me was finally, finally I found that I did have a story, you know, with this face, with this body, and with this embodiment of history. And that I can now write about that. Uh, and all these stories that haven't been told. I will sing a story about the grandeur and the glory about the ones who wrote my song without forsaking. It's a message that Gotanda hopes his students at Berkeley take away from his classes, that each of them has an important story to tell. In the last episode of a three-part series, Gotanda discusses today's surge in anti-Asian racism, something that he thought was in the past, and how the Department of Theater, Dance, and Performance Studies is joining the systemic shift that Gotanda sees happening across the country. We'll also hear from a student of his, Wesley Tam, about how Gotanda's Asian American Theater Workshop inspired him to start the Arc Repertory Theater on campus. He was made to wait on Angel Island's home. This is Fiat Vox, a Berkeley News podcast. I'm Ann Bryce. You can subscribe to Fiat Vox, spelled F-I-A-T-V-O-X, wherever you listen to your podcasts. For more episodes, visit our podcast page on Berkeley News at news.berkeley.edu slash podcasts. When he got it all together, come back to California, settle down and mailed away to start a family. And Grandma was that picture bride come lately. And they know, they know, they know what they do feel. And they know, they know, they know that it is a real